Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Kieran. Yes? It's all in a snowflake. Okay. And if you didn't want to hear that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. That's appropriate for this time and era. Everyone's a special little snowflake. That's not what I was going for there, but okay. I guess I guess there you are. It is true. I don't even know what you're referring to anymore. No? The whole universe actually happens on a snowflake? Oh, wait. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there it is. Certain Christmassy movie mm. involving a wacky green character. Not spoiling anything. Well, I was, I was referring to The Twilight Zone. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay. But I guess okay. it can work. We'll let everyone have their own interpretation <laughs> of that, I suppose. For those of you who haven't joined us before, what we do in this show is we look at all the marketing material for a movie, or at least the trailer, the poster. Mainly the trailer. And mainly the trailer. <laughs> and then we try and come up with as much of the plot as we can. Mm, yes. And then by the time the movie comes out, we go and check it out and see how close we got. Good track record so far. Yeah. Mm. For the most <laughs> part. Mm, yeah. I think the most recent film to come out that we covered in a previous episode was Hellboy. Yes. Without spoiling too much of Hellboy. Uh, Look, we had some points that were close. Yeah, one of us was actually fairly close, but okay, I, I think I'll let the listeners listen to the show. Maybe go see Hellboy if you're desperate <laughs> and then see how close we were. But mm, yep. I think you'll be tickled by the direction that the film goes in compared to what we predicted. Yes. I guess we'll leave it at that. Listen to that episode. Now, one thing that we seem to be talking about all the time when Marvel? we start, yes, when we start talking movies, we always seem to be talking about either Marvel movies or superhero movies or both. So, this episode, if it wasn't already obvious from the title, we're talking about the third Spider-Man two film ever made. <laughs> yeah, it Spider-Man: is true. Far From Home, which is a sequel to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. Now, technically, I don't think this is a Marvel movie. I think this is still a Sony movie. From what I understand, Sony have lent Marvel the rights to the character. So these standalone Spider-Man movies are technically Sony films, but they're but in they're, the they're in the Marvel universe. So. Yeah. Sony dictates what happens in the film and they have full creative control. Really? And they can use whatever characters from the Marvel Universe they like, essentially. But really? only in Spider-Man movies. So oh. obviously I think they have to go and seek permission if they want to use certain characters, but it's a happy back and forth between the two studios. Well, there you go. They can use Spider-Man in their Avengers movies and they make a lot of money from that and vice versa. Guess we'll see the Fantastic Four do the same. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what's happening with all those characters or the X-Men. Mm. A lot of people have theories that the X-Men are going to be popping up in the Marvel Universe before too long. Would be quite exciting if that happened. Now, Manny D, is this Spider-Man movie technically the first in a new series of Avengers movies? Because I know when we talked Avengers Endgame, you were adamant that that was going to be the last movie mm -hmm. in this universe. That's right. But here we are. <laughs> what's going on, Manny D? So... From what I've read, Endgame finishes, and we're done with the Avengers oh, I universe. Spider-Man was dead. The Avengers. What's he doing in this movie? You're very funny. Yeah. Uh, the the Avengers movie as it is, and they're getting rid of the phases idea, and they're just kind of making movies that operate in the same universe. But right, so they're in um, the same universe, but they're standalone. They don't build towards arcs or anything. We I presume? guess we shall see. If it does, it'll be a very different arc to the ones we've had yes, previously. Of course, I think they'll make a new Avengers. That's just my prediction. They're going to have a completely new cast of characters that we may have already seen. For example, Black Panther. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, 
and they'll be heading the Avengers instead of Hulk, Black Widow, Iron Man. So it almost so seems that's like... my theory of where they're going to go. Yeah. So I think this is going to be the Iron Man essentially of this new Avengers yeah. film series. It sort of seems like these movies are kind of taking on a TV format, like a TV serial yeah. format, where they're just going to keep going until yeah, they're all very episodic. Aren't the they? money runs out. Yeah, absolutely. Until it's cancelled. Until it gets the big axe. And that's not at me the hating the on these movies, by the way, people. I I like them a lot, but. I really thought Endgame was going to be the end. It looks like that's not going to be the case. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to they're Listen going to power to that on through. episode if you haven't already to get our opinions on that. But I think it's fair to drop this same disclaimer as I do with every superhero movie we talk about. I'm not into these movies. I, I say that every time. I'm not into these movies, but Kieran. they keep making them and Kieran. I keep having to talk about them. But in saying that, though, I thought the last Spider-Man movie was solid. You and I went and saw it together. Yeah, we did. And we were really happy. We loved it. Yeah, we had a good time. I mean, in retrospect, I thought it was a little bit long and a little bit meandering, but overall, fairly solid. It's probably up there with one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. Now, on that note, what is your history with the Spider-Man franchise? We know your history with the Marvel movies, Mm -hmm. but what is your history with the specific Spider-Man movies in general? Well, I caught the Spider-Man bug. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. I caught the Spider-Man bug pretty much when I was at that prime age where I was really into superhero movies. Those movies came out. I made my own comic books and whatnot. I, I like the original Spider-Man movies. They're really cool. One, two, and three. Yeah. Sam Raimi. I liked the first one. I know you have a soft spot for the second yes, one. Yes, I'll get into that. I, I do not like it that much. And you know what? I'm going to put out a controversial opinion. Oh, I can appreciate go. the third movie was pretty bad, but... I thought it was fun, and I'm going to say that. I thought it had some good little points there. Okay, so, so the third one was fun, but the second one wasn't? Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, the second one was boring. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't mind the Andrew Garfield ones as well. Okay. I, uh, I, I, didn't, like, I didn't like the one with Electro, but yeah. I liked the... The amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I liked... Very amazing, if you ask me. The, the one with the lizard was really good. I really like Tom Holland in these movies. I think he's a good Spider-Man. I like the tone of these Spider-Man movies. I like the Spider-Man universe. It's a lot of fun. You I enjoyed the Spider-Man. I, I enjoyed the animated series that just came oh. out recently. That was really what good. was that? Not Into the animated the series. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. I just find Spider-Man... Which apparently is the first in a whole yeah. wave of individual spin-off movies. So they're going to do every character. Every Spider-Man from that movie is apparently going to have his own or her own oh, spin-off film. did not know that. Mm, but, I read um, that earlier today. I'm sure if these people are listening, but I've probably mentioned it before, I have a lot of friends that are really deeply into these kind of comic book... Yes. Comic books, especially into the Spider-Man. These comic book comic books. So I, I learn a lot. Comic book movies, you Appreciate... Mean. No, the actual comic books. Okay. Um, so I learn a lot and appreciate a lot like through them almost as they right. explain to me the amazing Spider-Man you're sitting down to watch universe. the movies with them on the couch. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're, the just, cinema. they're just telling me about the lore, which I find interesting. And I used to listen to all the Stan Lee documentaries about it as well because I, I liked Stan the, Lee documentaries. Back, uh, the stuff that was on the DVD. Like I always found oh. that interesting, like was how it, he created it. <laughs> Does he just talk about Spider-Man yeah. as a special feature? I didn't know. Yeah, he talks about how he created it, what comes into like the design, You know what, what inspires the idea. It's cool. Mm, there you go. Well, my history with it from a very young age, I think I caught the 70s Spider-Man TV series. Oh my God, I forgot about that i used to eat my breakfast to that show yes and i even caught the movie what was that one was it spider-man the chinese web or whatever it was what enter the dragon there was some spider-man movie where he was bouncing around with asian stereotypes in the 70s in a cartoon no this was live action oh really yeah I think the pilot episode, or maybe there was a couple of special episodes that they put out as a movie, but this is going back a long time. I'm only having very hazy memories of this. 
but I think there was one called the Chinese Web or something like that. Anyway, that was one of my first forays into Spider-Man. Of course, there was a whole bunch of Spider-Man cartoons that I grew up watching every morning. And then by the time that the first Sam Raimi movie came out in 2001, I believe, I was very excited to see it in the cinemas and I ended up really enjoying it, even though it was a bit mature for me at the time. I was a little bit frightened as a 10 or 11 year old. I might have been 12, actually. Mm. I was still a little bit startled going in. I thought you liked in. the tough movies. Yeah, well, maybe when I was a bit older, but back then I was a little more precious. I was in that <laughs> snowflake universe that you mentioned at the yeah. start of the episode. But yeah, no, I was a huge fan of Spider-Man 2. For a while, that was probably my all-time favorite superhero movie. For some reason, Matty D and I always butt heads when it comes to Spider-Man. This new Tom Holland Spider-Man series of films that I think was the first one that we've ever really agreed on. <laughs> yeah, we do, eh? We don't agree at all. Now, it's not to say that these Spider-Man movies were my favorite movies of all time, but if I were to settle down and enjoy a superhero movie nine times out of ten it was going to be a Spider-Man 2 or the first Spider-Man what was it about that movie that you liked above all else was it just that it was more tongue in cheek yeah I found it goofy and funny it was sort of like one of your Evil Dead movies just to draw a direct director comparison direct director I would laugh from start to finish I liked the action scenes but then of course the third one really wasn't a big fan of that and it completely put me off Spider-Man and I suppose Spider-Man movies in general well it ruined that franchise yes and then when they rebooted it a couple of years later I thought it was a bit too soon to be starting again by that point I was completely over Spider-Man and I was over the superhero origin story explored in films especially because we know that origin story so well yeah exactly and it was done so much so better well, yeah. the first time and then I found tonally it was all over the place the Andrew Garfield amazing Spider-Man I thought they were trying too hard to be like at the time an early Marvel Cinematic Universe movie crossed with like a Christopher Nolan Batman movie you think so absolutely yeah so Tonally, it was all over the place and it just felt like a really, not really cheap, but like really poor remake of what was already done better in the first Sam Raimi movie. And of course, the second one, I think the less said about that, the better. Agreed. That was just a nightmare complete hot mess. But after seeing Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, introduced in... I watched the scene of his introduction in Civil War anyway, but I was very apprehensive going into the first standalone movie, Homecoming, because he kind of rubbed me the wrong way in his introduction there. I thought, mm, don't really like the direction that this new Spider-Man's going in. He seems this a bit cocky too... cocky kid. He seems a bit too young. And he seems a bit too cocky. But yeah, as I mentioned before, Matty D and I went and saw the movie and, and it was solid. I'm very excited to be talking yeah. about it this week. Is this the longest history that I've ever covered. I've got a lot, a lot, a lot you, to say about Spider-Man, apparently. you got a long history. Speaking of, Tom Holland has a history of spoiling these movies, but not for mm. this one, when we need him to. Yeah. We should really start talking about this movie. Specifically, cool. who's in this movie. Yes. But before we do, what do we know about the movie so far? Oh, yes. So we have... Two trailers for this Two movie. Two trailers? Yes, they're both very similar. I only saw one, folks. <laughs> I got one trailer on you. Oh, um, okay. So I guess... You might have details that I don't. So I guess what we have, they're very similar. I don't think you get a lot more details out of one than the other. So we got two trailers with this... Uh, Boy who has the powers of a spider. <laughs> and I guess what we know about him is based on the movies so far. Yeah. There's going to be a lot in Endgame that we don't know going into this yes, movie. Exactly. So as we were I think a lot now, of what happens in Endgame, mm. maybe even our predicted plots of Endgame maybe. may affect our impressions of where this movie is going to go, at least at the start. Yeah. So as we are recording right now, Endgame has not been released. That's right. We did a podcast, as you guys probably know, predicting Endgame. So I guess we're just going with what we predicted for yes. Endgame. Because and you I and I both teamed up to predict that plot together. Mm. 
together. Mm-hmm. So I think we both. So I believe there'll be more details in Endgame about where the direction of Spider Man will go. But as we are right now, all we have is these two trailers. Yes. We're kind of flying on the seat of our pants with this one. Yes, absolutely. We don't but know a whole lot. Conveniently enough, the trailer gives a lot of the plot away, I think. And I think having such a detailed really? history of Spider-Man, I think you and I can predict things that they don't reveal in the trailer, at least on some level. But ever since our prediction of Captain Marvel, not to spoil too much about that movie or our episode of that movie, I'm a little bit once bitten, twice shy. I'm expecting them to present one thing in the trailers now and then completely turn it on its head in the movie itself. So I'm expecting twists and turns at every corner but at the same time I didn't want to think too much into it because I go if I'm predicting plots then they're going to throw the old switcheroo at me and then just do something that's really straightforward and I was expecting something completely different so I can see you're very conflicted with this yes so I just went with my gut feeling Mm -hmm. projected everything that was in my mind my first initial impressions and just based on the last movie you just went with your heart that's right I put it all on paper instinct yeah and just went with it so that's what you'll hear when you hear my plot but before we start talking plots let's talk about who's in the movie briefly of course Mm -hmm. we have Tom Holland, we mentioned him before as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. I don't think he's really well known at this point for doing much else. I mean, we know that he was in other movies. Mm -hmm. This is his major breakout This is his role. He is Spider-Man. And so far, I think he's done an admirable job. Yeah, he's fantastic. Next, we have Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. As I initially thought, an interesting casting choice since we're used to her being a little bit older. Just a little bit. But I don't think Marvel has the ability to cast an unattractive person in one of their movies. So I think this is just following suit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's different, I guess. Is that me suggesting that Jon Favreau is attractive? Yes, Mm. it is. Okay, maybe he's the exception to the rule. Maybe in the Marvel universe, he's unattractive. But in real life, he's actually not bad looking, (laughs) if I do say so myself. Anyway, moving on. Aunt May. I think I know her best. Marissa Tomei, that is. I think I know her best from one episode of Seinfeld. I don't think I've seen her in anything else personally. She played Marissa Tomei in that episode of Seinfeld, by the way. So she was really branching out. Big comedic actor, I think. Well, I just haven't seen her or anything, so I don't really have a lot of impressions of her beyond the last movie. But yeah, it seems an odd choice to go away from the kindly grandmother type figure. Well, I figure if you're not going to do something better, you've got to do something different. Yes. And Aunt May was great in those movies. Yes. The Sam Raimi ones, at least. I'm <laughs> not sold on Sally Field, the yeah, flying nun. They were okay. In uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> they should change the name to the Less Than Stellar Spider-Man series for those ones. <laughs> Next, I want to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. who's playing Mysterio. I'm so excited. The new hero yeah. of the movie? The villain of the movie? I don't know what they're trying to sell us that he is in the so promotional material. he is a villain. Yes, of course. I think any first-day Spider-Man fan would tell you that Mysterio is a villain. But in the plot, they indicate something different. Yes, so in the trailers, they show that he is on Peter Parker's side, at yeah. least. And in the plot summary, as you just mentioned there, they say that he teams up with Mysterio to fight evil. So, hmm. <laughs> Let's just see where our plots go, <laughs> yeah. or at least our predictions of them anyway. Next, there's Zendaya Coleman. I refuse to just call her Zendaya. As Michelle okay. MJ Jones. Yes. Reprising her role. Yes. Not quite sure how I felt about her in the last movie. I liked everyone in that movie. I thought she was good as well. The MJ twist threw me a little bit. 
when they revealed at the end of the movie that she was MJ. Mm. But yeah, I'm not opposed to it. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Of course, now that it's revealed that she is MJ, I think we have an idea of where they might go with their relationship well, I mean, in we, this movie. We do see a little bit of that in the trailer. Of course, Zendaya, I think, is well known for her singing career, if you can call it that. But she was in a Disney, a Disney series. Girl, right? Yeah, she was in a Disney series called Shake It Up, which I've never seen an episode of. Yeah. And she was also in The Greatest Showman as well as was a she? Yeah, trapeze performer, I believe. Okay. Which, again, I haven't seen. So I'm just presuming she was fine in it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen The Greatest Showman either. No. But yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She she was fine in the last movie. I imagine she'll be fine in this one. She's got a good character about her. There you go. Speaking of characters, the next person I want to talk about was uh, Jacob Batalon, mm-hmm. who was playing Ned Leeds. He was the plucky comic relief, Peter Parker's best friend yes. in the previous movie. And what a joy. Had a, a brief appearance in some of the Avengers movies as well, I believe. Mm. And it looks like he'll be reprising that role of comic relief in this movie. I kind of feel like every single other character who isn't Spider-Man, or even Spider-Man to a degree, is comic relief. They've got to have at least one character who isn't comic relief in one of these Spider-Man movies. Yeah, the villain. Yeah, true. But even they can be a little bit wacky on occasion. I mean, Michael Keaton last time, he was good, but they're still not without their funny moments, I suppose. It's all very lighthearted. All these Spider-Man movies, when I say the one that I've seen so far is fairly lighthearted. I mean, that's the draw with these movies. Yes. They're a little bit of a... I think that's what we enjoyed about it. Yeah. Now, I only know Jacob Batalon from the last Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that's all I know him from too. So I can't say... Is he a comedian? Yeah, well, I don't know. I can't say I've seen him in anything else, but yeah, I'm glad to see him return. Yeah, me too. Now, another returning character from at least the Marvel Cinematic Universe I want to talk about, I'm very excited to talk about, is Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Last seen in Captain Marvel. Will be last seen in Endgame, possibly. Yes. Who knows? Oh, I can guarantee you. Now, of course, Samuel Jackson is, I suppose, like Tom Hanks last week when we were talking Toy Story. If you've seen a movie, then guarantee you've seen Samuel Jackson in something he before. He is the token tough guy in pretty much everything. I thought you were going to say something else there for a second, but yes, I agree. Of course, I think most famously known for Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's his big movie. If not, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm very Mr. happy Glass. to see Yes, I'm very happy to see Samuel Jackson back in these movies again. I'm not entirely settled on what capacity he'll be back in this movie. Initially, I thought he might be back in the same way that Iron Man was present in Homecoming, but right. I suppose we'll see. Interesting. I thought when you said what capacity, I was like, maybe him being reformed, he doesn't come back all the way like he's half dust. I'm like, where are you going with this? No, I meant his overall importance to the plot, basically. Will it be a minor cameo or will it be a major role? Because I wasn't expecting Iron Man to be in the last movie as much as he was. But I think it would be smart if they leave as much of the Avengers and the rest of the Marvel Universe out of this movie as possible. Let it sort of stand on its own. Because I think that was one of the things that hurt my impressions of the last movie. Was how much it tied into those other movies. But I think they were just trying to establish Spider-Man in that same universe and give it the same feel as those other crossover movies. Yeah. Now, I wasn't going to mention him, but I suppose I have to now because I mentioned him before. But the last character on my list is John Favreau. Iron Man's director himself playing Happy Hogan. Yep. Returning. What now? What was his capacity in the last movie? He worked for. He worked for Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Comic relief. 
Yeah, he's definitely comic relief, but who's he working for now? We presume that Tony Stark is no longer around. Good question. Unless you want to backpedal. Yeah, in our Avengers <laughs> Endgame plot, we predicted that Iron Man would die at the end of that movie. So, spoilers for, I suppose, Endgame and spoilers for our episode of it. But is he in charge of Stark Corporation? I highly doubt it. Does he still work for them? Is hmm. he still Spider-Man's I'm not giving handler? anything away. Okay, I see that you've clearly got your own impressions of the movie. So, But that is the question to ask. What is Happy Hogan doing with out Tony Stark was Is it just a little cameo world? that they thought was funny enough to feature in the trailer? Yeah, maybe. They seem to love John Favreau. Now, aside from directing a whole bunch of movies, including a couple of the Iron Man movies, I most recently saw him in a movie where he had a taco truck. What was that? <laughs> I would not recommend that to anybody. I can't remember what it was called. I just remember he had a taco truck. I think he was married to that woman from Modern was Family. Was he in Daredevil? I didn't see that, thankfully. So. <laughs> I think he might have been. I can't speak to that. He might have even been the director. Who knows? Maybe. Anyway, let's get straight into our plots. Cool. Because I think we've got a lot to talk about in this one. I know I do. Sure. And I feel like we've given Spider-Man enough of a ramp up already mm. maybe undeservedly so but yeah from what i understand you're going first Matty. i'm going look, first you look keen and ready yeah i am so i want to preference this firstly by saying when i sat down to do the spider-man prediction i don't know what you're saying when you say the trailer gives everything away because i walked out going like what am i going to talk about this week i have no idea people i'm actually looking forward to this movie I'm- well technically we never have any idea unless you've cheated That's true. But some trailers give more than others. Yes, that's right. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I am happy to be surprised and I'm happy to be wrong. I'm really looking forward to it. But here's what I think. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to being surprised. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) That's all right. So here's where we'll start. We'll start with Spider-Man. We're going for a cold opening. It's a good start here. for a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah, we're going for a cold opening. And we're going to see the fallout after Avengers Endgame. Where What sort of fallout do you imagine? What we predicted? Well, the Avengers have won. Y- yeah. Spider-Man is a celebrated hero. Of course. So he's basking in the joy of being everyone's favorite friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes. Everyone's kind of happy because the world has been saved. Everyone has been brought back through means that I don't think we ever (laughs) explained in our last block. Exactly. Everyone, everyone's back. So Spider-Man is a celebrated hero, but Peter Parker himself is living day by day in a very ordinary life. But a dark cloud looms over him because of the Mm. death of his mentor, Tony Stark. Yes. That weighs heavily on him. So he decides to take the opportunity to go with his friends for an overseas adventure. Now, the plot says that it's a school excursion. Right. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be his friends leaving and going away. So essentially, Peter Parker's at a place where he just did this massive battle and he wants to move away from Spider-Man a little bit, especially because he's so Tony Stark. why are his friends going to Europe then if it's not for a school trip? Because they're all just having a break from school and they want to go to Europe. Okay. It's a you Euro know? trip. It's a Euro trip, yeah. Okay. It's a globetrotting adventure. They're, they're all kids and they want to go overseas. Okay. Because I'm enough. thinking... How old is Tom Holland? About 15. In real life, he's a lot older, but the character of Peter Parker is around 15. I would presume he's a little bit older in this one, maybe 16 Because I just don't see it, because I know there's a credited actor as the teacher, but I don't Mm. know, I just don't, it just doesn't make sense to me for them to be doing everything they're doing in the trailer. because you're trying to think of real life. You're thinking that in real life, they would never have an excursion to Europe. What school has an excursion where they're traveling? But this happens all the time. Where they're traveling around Europe. Come on. In American movies, this happens all the time. And I recall it happening all the time, weirdly enough, in Goosebump books. Mm. Every second book would be like, oh, we've gone to Egypt with our school. <laughs> well, but this is all over Europe. Um, of course, Spider-Man draws a lot of parallels from Goosebump books. <laughs> it's basically an adaptation of a Goosebump book. Yes. Well, 
Don't speak too soon. So where Happy fits in, and we see the nice little romantic angle there. John, John Favreau's John character. John Favreau's character is he is looking out for Peter Parker. Essentially, just because Tony Stark is dead does not mean the Tony Stark Industries is dead, and it's become in full it Avengers might mode. be being run by Pepper Potts. It is being Did run we by say Pepper that Potts. She's alive? In my plot, it's being run by Pepper Potts. Oh, there you it's go. an institution. It's a legacy from Tony Stark. Happy- Has she given birth? No. Okay. She was never pregnant? Oh, she was, wasn't she? Yeah, sure. They never say that she was, but Tony Stark just had a dream that she was pregnant. It doesn't matter. She can be pregnant, sure. Essentially, the Tony Stark legacy exists. That's why Happy is in here. He's been looking after Spider-Man. Spider-Man's been running around being celebrated by everybody, but Peter Parker's still your regular old schlub Peter Parker. And he decides that he is going to go overseas. So this is where this movie takes place. A few little comedic chops. He wants to get close to old MJ, get a little friendly there. That's Mm. part of his... Intention. A little hanky panky behind yeah. the bleachers. <laughs> so when they when they go globe trotting on their vacation, he gets intercepted by Nick Fury very rudely, mm. who tells him he needs his help. So essentially, I'm um, forming a team. Yeah. So essentially, you've done that already, Nick. Nick Fury is back. He's come to found Spider Man. There's a situation that's escalated, and Spider Man is the perfect person to help him out. Peter Parker at first is like, "I'm just doing a vacation." Nick Fury says, "I'm Spider Man. No more. I organized all these things. I organized you to get the." know past customs and whatnot just so you could be here i don't know because he needs spider-man for something why would he have any trouble getting through customs because he has a spider suit in there he didn't bring it and it's also no trailer he specifically leaves it behind no in the trailer there's somebody who did you not see this the lady opens his bag and there's a spider-man suit in there and there's probably in the trailer i didn't (laughs) see and the gag is she's like what's this and he thinks she's talking about the spider suit and it's actually a banana and she's like you can't have that here oh <laughs> Why didn't I watch that other trailer? <laughs> yeah, so he's brought the Spider-Man suit, but I think also there might be some gags where they get like laid up in flights, but it's all Nick Fury organizing for him to be there where he knocks out Peter Parker's friend. I paid off the TSA. Mm. And gets him to help him out because Nick Fury has an agent that's out in the field that's in trouble and he needs Spider-Man's help. This is what sets it up. So Spider-Man suits up. There's a massive disturbance where there's these figures and they're called the Elementals. Um, Essentially, they're beings. I don't know if we'll see all of them right now, but we'll see maybe the fire one or the water one. Mm -hmm. The water one was in the trailer. So we say that. A big water storm. So Spider-Man comes out. they have names? Yes. And what are their names? What's the water one's name? I can't remember, but they do okay. have names. This is me pretending like I don't know. <laughs> I'm just seeing if you know. I did read it, but I never took note of it because it doesn't really matter for yeah. my plot. Okay. Yeah. So Spider-Man intercepts here and he sees the lovely Mysterio, but it's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. He tries to help out. Mysterio says... By the way, we totally breezed over Jake Gyllenhaal in our talking about actors. Mm. I think we just mentioned he was there, but didn't talk about how great I personally think Jake Gyllenhaal is. Just he to is really good. for a second. We've talked about him before in Nightcrawler. Of course, he's known for... Johnny Darko. Yeah. And Brokeback Mountain. He's there. <laughs> and lovely in all of them. He's really good. And Prince of Persia. And anyway, I just, <laughs> yes, I just thought it was worthwhile giving him his due. Oh, he absolutely deserves we it. Totally breezed over him. But sorry, yes, continue. So, big fight scene. Spider-Man comes in to save Mysterio. Mysterio doesn't need his help. He tells him to go away. And Mysterio manages to take down this monster, at least for now. Mm, Interesting. Now, Mysterio in this universe is considered a very famous, very celebrated superhero, maybe more than Spider-Man. People think he's amazing. When you say in this universe, do you mean In this world. In this world, just in general. um, Media is following him. So, in the world where other superheroes exist. Well, that's... 
where I want to get into it because okay. quite a number of casualties happen where these superheroes have died. So everyone's yes. looking and maybe some of them retire possibly, but everyone's looking to who is the next Iron Man, right? So this is the mantle that Mysterio appears to have taken. Makes sense. So he's the new hot thing, I guess. Ooh. And everyone thinks he's... He's pretty cool. He's hot stuff. And there's a little bit of mystery to him as well, but he... He's no Mysterio, of course there is. <laughs> but he's kind of, I think in the trailer, it sort of mentions he's the mix between Doctor Strange and Iron Man. So people yes. are really... So he's kind of... He's he kind appears of got, to use magic. He's got a presence about him. Yes. Essentially, this was P- Spider-Man's rescue. Fury and Mysterio and Spider-Man all so meet Mysterio together. Mysterio is Nick's agent that yeah. he was referring to. Yeah. Mysterio is Nick Fury's agent. He's been working with Fury. Oh. Um, essentially, here's what the plot is. Mysterio... Mysterio has been tasked by Fury to fight off these creatures called the Elementals. They're uh, intimate gods that came from... uh, Intimate gods? The interdimensional gods. So they came from another dimension. They're causing all sorts of havoc and Fury sent off Mysterio to stop them. Mysterio reveals that what they're actually after... And I did a little bit of cheating here, Kieran. As per usual, folks. But, and Marvel fans will hate me because I'm, I'm making a swerve here. I'm using something that exists, but I'm not using it as it's kind of intended. So Mysterio reveals that he's after um, a thing called this ruby scarab the scarab ruby you're gonna say ruby slippers (laughs) not quite i mean he's wearing those at the time (laughs) so mysterio says that he's chasing something called the a ruby called the scarab the ruby actually can defeat these elementals panther yeah, why not? It's the plot device. Okay. The thing that the bad guys are after, that the good guys are after to stop the, the bad MacGuffin. guys. The MacGuffin. The MacGuffin, yes. Mysterio doesn't want Peter Parker there because he doesn't want him to be hurt. Fury insists that Peter works on him because he has the spider senses. This is where we'll Peter get... Peter Parker's already established member of the Avengers. So exactly. He's got exactly. history. What actually is the case is Fury's a little bit sus about Mysterio, which is why he wants Peter Parker there, but he doesn't reveal mm. that's his intention at this stage. Mysterio and Peter Parker develop a kind of close relationship after this Mysterio actually goes out of his way to say sorry I I just don't want you to get hurt you don't want this life yada 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 and Mysterio kind of represents like a mentor figure to him that's actually more warm to him than Fury or Iron Man less like a mentor more like a friend yeah well he's still a mentor but he's actually letting him in and talking to him and being buds with him right and also Peter Parker sees that Mysterio is sort of saying you can have a normal life and what happens when you don't have a normal life he has to become like Mysterio you know what I mean yeah that made no sense I could probably rephrase no 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 it made sense to me okay good I'm sure one person out there will agree uh, Mysterio is the metaphor for what would happen to Peter in the future and Peter's like tossing with whether he wants a normal life or whether he wants to be a superhero this comes to a climax they go around hunting down this uh, scarab ruby a lot of nice little Peter moments with MJ and his friends what countries will they go to they're going to go to I know they're going to go to Venice I believe they're going to go to Amsterdam they're going to definitely go to the UK they're going to eat some mushrooms in Amsterdam (laughs) some pot brownies and it'll be nice little moments between Mysterio and Spider-Man essentially it all comes to a big climax a big fight scene so there are there are a few elements there's a wind elemental whose name I don't know a fire elemental a earth elemental and a water elemental and they are old gods and they take up the physical form of that element they fight them all individually, but it all comes ahead into one big fight scene. They recover the scarab and they suck all of these beings into the scarab. Mm. So originally in the comic books, the ruby scarab sends all these beings away into an interdimensional portal. 
I'm saying for my review that the ruby itself is the portal. Okay. So that's what happens. They win. Mysterio and Spider-Man. Is there any indication at all that this is going to be in the plot? Or is this just pure speculation? It's pure speculation. Okay. Just so, based on something that already exists. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. I'm, I go a little bit on a wing here, Kieran. Okay. So they manage to defeat them. All the powers get sucked into this little ruby. And it's all well and good. So Spider-Man recovers the ruby. He hands it to Mysterio. And Mysterio reveals the big reveal that he is actually... A fishbowl head. A bad guy. He says, What? No! He takes the ruby. Oh, I couldn't see that happening. And he says, I'm sorry, Peter. And then in the background, they're in like some, maybe some warehouse somewhere, somewhere where it's just between them, where they're just recovering from their big fight out of the way of the public eye. They're in a coffee shop in Amsterdam. Behind them walks down, and who is it? The vulture. Played by Michael Keaton. The Vulture instantly wants to kill Spider-Man. Mysterio stops him because he's still How did he get bit... out of jail? I'll get to that. Okay. Instantly tries to stop him. Mysterio tries to stop him because he's kind of gotten fond of Spider-Man. And while Peter tries to stop these two bad guys with getting away with this ruby, he uses the elemental powers that he now has with the ruby. So he has the, the power to influence water, influence fire, and influence wind. He's like a planeteer. To trap Spider-Man. So essentially what's happened is Mysterio has... He's actually a, a phony. Everything he does is an all elaborate ruse, kind of like the comic character. And everything he does is about like his sort of a showmanship. So people think he's more powerful than he actually is. And now he's gotten this device. Now he has actual powers. Right. They trap Spider-Man. Nick Fury was kind of in on it. So not in on it, but he was aware of it, which is why he had Spider-Man involved in the first place. Spider-Man makes his escape. He intercepts Mysterio and the Vulture. There's a big fight scene. Yes. Mysterio, Very impressive. Mysterio uses all his powers. The fight scene gets coverage of the media. Everyone thinks Spider-Man is the bad guy because everyone's assuming Mysterio is this great virtuous figure. Spider-Man eventually wins. They all get arrested and get captured and Spider-Man wins the day. The Vulture and Mysterio are arrested and they're on their way to what we presume is prison. What it gets found out is they figure that Mysterio was going to sell the ruby as a weapon. And while they're in jail, while they're in transit, they get approached by another figure who is Norman Osborn. Oh, I was about to go, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, okay. Vulture says you should have killed the kid. That's his kind of angle. Mysterio is just kind of like, shut up, <laughs> shut up, Vulture. And Norman Osborn, when he reveals himself, they tell him they lost the ruby. He says that's a shame. I had a I lot hope of. It's Defoe. I, I had a lot of plans for that, but that's okay. I have a backup plan, and this is where he lets these two out of prison because he's so powerful. Right. He walks them out and he shows them his new glider. This is where we have the birth <laughs> of the Green Goblin. And what this will lead into is a new Sinister Six. We've got three of the members already. And essentially, Norman Osborn is getting devices together to kind of monetize superhero powers. Right. So in the so absence of... Kind of, of like of, what they teased at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Sort of. But they never got to do it. Sort of. So Norman Osborn is, and in his mind, and in Mysterio's mind, and in the Vulture's mind, because let's face it, these bad guys aren't totally evil in the Spider-Man universe. They're no. kind of all sympathetic. They're all regular guys. So they're all normal people, but they, they feel like superheroes coming in and out of their lives are A, destructive and B, they can't rely on them. So they're going to try yes. to build their own superheroes and build their own superpowers but because they're, they're new world order. But because they're human beings they sort of are monetizing it creating it a business at least Norman is and that's where we're going to leave the movie. <laughs> I'm just imagining that he's like I think we'll call ourselves the Sinister Six. Uh, doesn't that sort of imply that we're bad guys? No, no, no. It's just a, just a fancy name. Plus there's only three of them so far. <laughs> yes. We'll find three other friends I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's my plot. There we go. Very impressive. Very succinct. Thanks. 
Now, before we started recording, I actually said to Maddie D that I thought the plot was pretty clear in the trailer. Mm. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we basically have the exact same plot. You did say that. Now, Maddie D, yeah. we have almost exactly the same plot. No way. Except for a few minor details. Wow. So, I'm basically just going to breeze through mine because I think you basically covered 90% of what I'm going to talk about in your plot. Get out. No kidding. But Here's what I thought. I thought I was just guessing everything. Well, I think we're drawing a lot of our own past experiences with Spider-Man into this movie. Mm. And because we sort of have a bit of background on Mysterio, for example, and what Spider-Man movies generally do, I think we've painted a fairly accurate picture. But then, as I mentioned before, as happened with Captain Marvel, they could be doing this on purpose so that comic book fans think this is the direction that it's going to go in and they're going to do a complete switcheroo and Mm. turn it around in our faces at the last second. Maybe it'll just be cut and dry for once. I'm kind of hoping that it'll be cut and dry just for once. Or maybe it's so impressive, maybe it's so much better than we're expecting that we'll just be blown away either way. Yeah. But anyway, here is my plot. So I think the movie's going to open, not with a cold open, but with a traditional, almost 80s movie style opening of a montage. Okay. throwing in a new element to our show, right. to our plot predictions. I think it won't be dissimilar from the beginning of the last Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a montage of Spider-Man cruising around New York. He's webbing from building to building to a boppy tune, probably a well-known piece of music. Stopping, Who am I? Are you sure you want yeah, to know? He's stopping two bit crooks and showing off his powers to the audience in a way, I suppose. But at the same time, we quickly learn through the use of his mobile phone, chatting with his aunt, chatting with his friends, that he's getting ready for a school trip to... Europe, kind of like the one that you mentioned, except I believe that this is part of his career in the academic decathlon, which is something they explored in the last movie. I think they're going on a world academic decathlon trip. What school is this? His high school. Wow. They did so well in the last movie because they won the whole thing that they've been invited to go to the world academic decathlon championship. Does it jump from country to country? No, I think it will take place in London, but I think they're using this opportunity to have a brief exploration of Europe at the same time. But I definitely think it will be through the school. I don't think it matters that it's not realistic that they do this. But I noticed in examining who is there that it's all the members of his academic decathlon. I didn't put those two together. You're right. Flash Thompson is there. Mary Jane is there. So on and so forth. Now, in between saving the day throughout this opening montage, he's getting ready for the trip. So he goes and picks up his passport. That scene in the trailer, Peter Parker here to pick up a passport. Picking up toiletry toothbrush, so on and so forth. And he's very excited about leaving because, as we see at the end of Avengers Endgame, it's a very traumatic experience. He's brought back to life, presumably. I actually know how he comes back to life, folks, but I'm not going to spoil it for Matty D. On the day that we were recording this, there was actually a major Avengers Endgame leak and all this information has been revealed to me. I couldn't help reading it. But anyway, he's come back to life. He has lost his former mentor as Matty D went into, Tony Stark. Same as Matty D, I feel that Pepper Potts has taken over Stark Industries because she was essentially his wife. She ran the show anyway. She was his wife. He proposed to her. Yeah. But now because Spider-Man had this former relationship with Iron Man, Tony Stark, Spider-Man has now taken Tony's place as basically the poster hero for the company. So he hosts charity events, which we see in the trailer. He's raising money and then 
Happy comes in with a giant check. So he's essentially using his powers for good. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. And he's using this fame to be noble, to forward noble pursuits, because that's what he feels Tony's legacy deserves. So that's why he still has a connection to Happy. Happy and, I guess, the Avengers in a loose way. But I think the Avengers will have been disbanded for the most part. So they don't exist in the same capacity that they did. Agreed. Which is why Mysterio is important. But go on. Previously, Aunt May discovered that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, but she's completely supportive in his pursuits because he's doing very noble things. He's raising money for charity. He's helping people out. He's a noble hero. He helped save the world against Thanos. The universe, even. Not that she'd be aware of that. He's like this, the hero on the street, not in the space. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. Well, he's the relatable hero, right? Yes, he's the yeah, hero he's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's on the ground with everybody. After the events of Endgame and after his traumatic experience of losing a lot of close friends, he's happy to go away to Europe, forget about being a superhero for a little while and just focus on being Peter Parker for at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> I didn't see the trailer where he <laughs> took the Spider-Man suit So in my version of the plot, he didn't take it Now, when I first was doing this, I didn't see that trailer as well And I noticed that he had a new Spidey suit with wings yes. yep. So I thought, oh, that's a good opportunity why a new suit was introduced Yes, that's going to be in my plot So yes, he didn't take his suit He specifically left it at home No troubles in the airport, that scene's not in the movie He <laughs> got cut Yes. It's a fake leak. Yeah, it's a fake trailer moment that they always seem to do in these movies. Mm. So now Peter and his friends fly off to Europe. What if he throws the, the first... suit in the bin just before he leaves? Yeah, and says, I'm Spider-Man no more. <laughs> yeah. Goes to his doctor for an elaborate metaphor about erectile dysfunction. We've done this joke already. Venice, Italy is the first location. And then when they arrive there, he and his friends have a goofy montage, another goofy montage, another popular song of going around to all the well-known tourist locations. You know, they're going to be in the Holding gondola. up the Tower of Pisa. Yeah. No, yes. that's not Venice, but... Yeah, anyway, it's in Italy, so we can presume that it will happen. <laughs> but yeah, they'll be going down the canals in a gondola while a man in a stripy shirt sings as he's pushing the gondola along. All of that corny stuff. But while they're enjoying the trip, their day is interrupted by a giant monster, an elemental monster, I'd say, called Hydro Man, mm -hmm. who is the giant water monster. He's attacking a famous location, just a, a various locations. I, I called it Downtown Venice in you, my description. Do you remember when we first watched this trailer and, and I said, hey, it's Hydro. Oh, I think I said, hey, it's Hydro. And you were like, no, it's not Maddie D. That's Mysterio Powers. Yes. So I found out that this one is called Hydro Man. So I made note of that. And so he is attacking downtown Venice and Peter doesn't have his suit. So he says to his friends, hey, look, a three-headed monkey. And while they're looking the other way, he runs off to fight the Hydro Man. I really appreciate that reference, yes. by the way. As himself, regular Peter Parker in his regular clothes. But just as he's stepping up to fight the monster and he's getting drenched from all the, the water, that's when Mysterio pops in and saves the day, telling Peter, you know, don't worry about it, I've got this, I'm a superhero. Mysterio, again, similar to your plot, after this event, he's established in this world as a superhero. Everyone really likes him. He's on the news and everyone's like, wow, check out this guy. He's a new superhero. He's like a cross between Doctor Strange, Iron yep. Man. We heard it in your plot. And everyone likes it. And Peter's a little bit bummed. He's like, well, I kind of wanted the limelight. How come people don't like Spider-Man as much as they love Mysterio? <laughs> That's stupid Mysterio. So dejected, he goes back to his room. Ned follows him going, oh, don't worry about it, because he knows he's Spider-Man as well. And as they're chatting, that's when Nick Fury steps in. And then I at first was like, why is he in Europe? Shouldn't he be in New York? But maybe he's still lying low. I know he had a bit of trouble with S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe he wants to start the European Avengers. But Maybe. anyway, so he steps in and tells Spider-Man that he wants to recruit Mysterio into the Avengers. 
He says, I want to start a whole new Avengers team oh, since okay. they're all disbanded. You're my in Spider-Man. You're basically the only superhero I have left who I can rely on after the events of Ungroom. So I need you to go and speak to Mysterio and convince him to join us. So he's taking the Iron Man capacity of going around and recruiting people. Okay. And he thinks that Mysterio will be a great new recruit. Yeah, makes sense. So Spider-Man's like, sure, I'll do it. But I don't have my suit. Well, don't worry about that, Spider-Man. Here's two brand new suits for you. He's going to have a black a stealth nice, suit. Uh, a nice Batman And then uh, he's going to have a wingsuit, which I think they reference in a few of the cartoon series, uh, which has webbing under the arms, which allows him to fly around. For some reason. Essentially glide. So it's it's handy in situations where there's not a lot of tall buildings around, i.e. in places like most of Europe. Yeah, you can't make do with just shooting in the sky like they did in the cartoons. Yes, or in the video games. Yes. The webs just go straight up into the air. We presume they're hitting buildings. But yeah, well, they, they're hitting a, a blimp or a helicopter that's just lucky enough yeah, to be there. Yeah, of course. Now that he's got his new outfits, he can track down Mysterio. He can use his stealth outfit to follow him around at nighttime or whatever. I didn't really work into my plot how he's going to use the stealth outfit, but maybe there'll be a montage of him. I originally thought it was them trying to frame Spider-Man and make him the bad guy. That's where I, I thought, but I abandon that idea. Well, look how many toys they can sell with different outfits in the same <laughs> yeah, movie. We've seen three different Spider-Man outfits in this one trailer alone. Mysterio reappears when the Sandman, so this is a giant elemental sand monster, but in this one they're going to refer to him as the Sandman so they can say, look, we've used the Sandman, folks, he's in the movie. So mm. it's just going to be a slight reference because they already used the Sandman in Spider-Man 3. They're like, we want to reuse him, but we don't want to use him in the same way. He's Sandman. So this is in a separate European city, or maybe it's just a different part of Italy. The Sandman is attacking, Mysterio turns up to fight him, Spider-Man turns up as well, and they both team up to fight the Sandman together. Long story short, they defeat him, and Spider-Man says to Mysterio, look, would you like to join the Avengers? You seem pretty skilled as a superhero, why not? But Mysterio's a little bit apprehensive about this, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I really want to do that, I'd rather act as my own free agent, but he eventually agrees, he's like, sure, why not, I'll meet Nick Fury with you, I'll work for the greater good. But, just a little minor detail, throughout the fight with the Sandman, I think Peter will notice that something's not quite right with this elemental. Of course, this is going to tie in with what you talked about. Something's going to be revealed that it's not what it appears. So, something flickers, there's a bit of machinery revealed, or something will come across to Peter that sort of gives away early that something's going on with the Sandman, or at least these elementals, Mm -hmm. that they may not appear to be what they are on the surface. Now, at this point, we'll take a break from all the action to have a few character building moments. So Peter and his friends will travel over to London and this will give Peter a chance to hang out with MJ a bit more. Some nice little moments there. And they're going to get to the point where they take their relationship to the next level. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, really? They're going to share an awkward kiss. Oh, I was going to say, we're bumping up the ratings of this bad boy. (laughs) Yes, it's going to be a graphic R-rated movie. No. So just as things are looking up Is he going to be upside down? No. I think he's going to be Peter Parker. He's not going to be Spider-Man. She's not going to know that he's Spider-Man, at least not in this film anyway. But things are going well. They kiss. He's about to say, do you want to be my girlfriend? (laughs) Something (laughs) goofy like that. But suddenly they're interrupted. They're interrupted by another giant elemental monster, Molten Man. The love monster. The love monster. (laughs) They're interrupted by another giant monster bursting out of Peter Parker's fly. (laughs) No, they're interrupted by Molten Man. Is is that the one that's coming out of Peter Parker's fly? No. He is attacking the Houses of Parliament. Mm -hmm. Basically blowing them up. Notre Dame. (laughs) No. Not Notre Dame. It's fine. That's a different country. In this universe, Notre Dame is fine. (laughs) Crown of Thorns. 
fine. All right, go on, Molten Man. So that's going to date this episode, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. Spider-Man and Mysterio both turn up at the same time, essentially, to fight Molten Man. And at this point, Peter goes, how come you're always around these elementals just as they show up? You were in previous countries before, but now you've shown up in a different country hours away. Anyway, he'll, he'll go, how do you turn up so quickly? But this will sort of be brushed over. As they're fighting, it's going to be a twist. We already saw this twist in your plot, but Mysterio is going to reveal that he is, in fact, a bad guy. So it will turn out that all these elementals are not real. So Mysterio, he used to work as a film special effects wizard. Like the comic, yeah. Just like in the comic. So all of these elemental monsters are a combination of smoke, mirrors, and mechanics. Pretty impressive. So yeah, they're not real. And pyrotechnics, let's say, as well. He's a wizard, basically, with special effects. Mysterio, that is. So the whole reason that I think Mysterio has faked this whole thing is to convince the world that he is a superhero when he's in fact a regular dude, just like in your plot, but not for any specific artifact of a MacGuffin. He just wants all the fame, fortune, and glory for himself so he can be, I don't know, a millionaire? You think he would have made more money being a special (laughs) Special effects effects wizard? Maybe he got the sack. (laughs) Maybe. He lost his cushy job, and this is the only thing he knows how to do, so he's just like, why not build up myself as a superhero? I saw how well it worked for Iron Man in the past. He's a rich guy. Why not? Look, folks, we're almost done. I'm really breezing through this. But essentially, Spider-Man will ultimately defeat Mysterio. Mysterio will be sent to jail in America because he's an American. He's Jake Gyllenhaal. And in jail, he's going to meet Vulture and the Scorpion, who they introduced in the previous movie. They but did pre-Scorpion. the Scorpion, right? And then I put in brackets here thinking, oh, so clever, setting up a potential Sinister Six team up <laughs> in the sequel. Right. But I don't think Mysterio is traditionally in the Sinister Six. I know that. Well, I don't think Scorpion is either. Mysterio is. He is? Okay. Yeah, well, I, I know so. that Scorpion isn't, but no. since they introduced him in the last movie... Vulture is, though, right? Yeah, he is. And but Goblin is. It would be silly to introduce him and then not use him. Mm. So, yeah, I think he's going to be in a movie eventually. Why not introduce him at the end of this one? Sure. So, yeah. so you don't think the Elementals were actual beings? They were just apparitions? Yeah, that's right. It's all faked. Okay. And that's my plot, by the way. I didn't get to say that I do think the Elementals were beings, but they were trying to... They could possibly be good guys as well, which is not... The Elementals. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But maybe they're just doing their own thing. And also want to add, I forgot to mention, I think... Oh, so this is just Matty D revises his plot after listening to mine. <laughs> no, I liked your plot. Lot simpler than yours. Yeah. I don't think it'll be that simple in the actual movie, but you never know. Could be that cut and dried. Could be. So Mysterio just wants fame and glory. Fame, fortune and glory. Fair enough. I think maybe the whole being turned into Ash might be a thing. I think maybe Mysterio might have himself been turned into Ash or maybe his wife or someone important turned into Ash and him and Peter share that. And maybe that's what inspired... Inspires him, pushes him over the edge to become mysterious. I died too, Peter. Yeah, maybe. I know what it's like on the other side. Well, what better way in my plot to motivate somebody to be like, oh my God, we could all die any moment. Mm. So we need to be prepared. We can't rely on these Avengers. So me and Osborne and Vulture are going to try to take these resources and and weaponize them. So folks at home, just take the best elements from both of our plots, (laughs) put them together, and I can guarantee you that's pretty close to what the actual movie is going to be. Essentially, we had the same plot, which I'm shocked at, because I thought we were going to be completely different. No, we were eerily similar, which mm. I'm very pleased about. This hasn't happened to us for a long time. Mm. But of so course, that means the movie will be completely <laughs> different. If you have your own interpretation of the plot, please let us know. We've yep. got an email address at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we've got a Facebook page at Potential Spoilers Podcast. It we're pretty easy to find using the search bar. Apologies if we offended any comic book avid fans. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think we were pretty positive this episode. We didn't <laughs> well, really rag I mean, on Spider-Man. No, no. We're with, Spider-Man fans. With not, with not sticking to any lore or yeah, history, but I want to remind you. 
anything wrong. I want to remind you that they're very flexible with their kind of... Yeah. The Banda Red was an actor, for God's sake. Yeah, I think they're going to be... They can throw soevs at everything. I think they're going to be playing on that a little bit with Mysterio. I think it's going to be a very similar sort of reveal when he's an actor. Not as, mm, let's say, shaky as that but reveal. But Raz al Ghul immortal. Mm, who knows? Now, Matty D, I know you're excited about this Spider-Man movie. I'm very excited about the Spider-Man movie. But I've got to tell you, I'm extremely excited to be talking about the movie that we're covering next week. Mm-hmm. It's the latest Quentin Tarantino movie, yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I do not know how we're going to pick this one. Yeah, I don't either. I think we're both going to have very radically different plots. I'm worried about this one. Any listeners, if you have a theory on what's going to happen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, please let us know as well. Help us. I'd be very keen to hear people's opinions on what they think is going to happen in that movie. Mm. Since I know personally I've never been accurate with any of my predictions. You always guess Tarantino movies and I'm always wrong. I don't even bother. Yeah. I think that's what I've always appreciated about them. But yes, join us next week for that. Thanks very much for joining us for Spider-Man this week. We'll see you next week. And we'll see you then. Pizza time.